1: Welcome back. And uh, in this half hour, we are going to be talking a lot about wearing masks. And I want to hear from you. What do you think? Should the wearing of masks be made mandatory in a lot more places than it is now, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Right now, here in Toronto and in Ontario, the wearing of masks is recommended in a lot of places, but not mandatory. It is Going to be mandatory uh, on transit in some places. We're going to get into that a little bit later. And actually, uh, the Transport Minister, Mark Garneau, just made wearing masks on federally regulated transportation, that's on planes and on rails, mandatory as of half an hour ago, as of noon. So, what do you think, and should those measures be more widespread? Or is it an infringement on your liberty? The numbers to call 416-360-0740 toll free one 866 740 740 Tell me what you think about when and where we should be required to wear masks or should we not be required to wear masks? Should it be up to us? And The Montreal suburb of Côte-Saint-Luc has become the first Canadian municipality to make wearing masks outside the home mandatory. It's a lot more stringent than anything that we're seeing anywhere else. Now, Côte-Saint-Luc has the largest senior population in Quebec, and that is obviously one of the reasons for that. And I reached cote saint Luke Mayor Mitchell Brownstein about an hour ago and asked him why he went this route.
2: Well, bylaws, based on the successes of other countries who have imposed masking, uh, the best example is Japan, which is 16 times the size of Quebec. Yet in Quebec, we have 50,000 cases, and in Japan, they have 17,000. Their death rate is also much smaller. And that is because they impose masks. And they have a very diligent population who wears them. Now, the most important thing for all of us is to get the economy going. And to get the economy going, we need to have people feel safe when they go shopping, and not to transmit the virus. So our bylaw focuses on mandatory masking in stores and municipal buildings. That's it. Everywhere else, it's recommended, and there's signage and so forth, but we're requiring it in commerces. And the onus is on the business owner to provide us within two weeks a program where he will implement it. We're going to be sending signage, uh, free disposable masks to give out, and our suggestions on what he can do.
1: Tell me about your population and what you experienced at the beginning of the pandemic.
2: Well, because we have the highest percentage of seniors, we have big concern at the beginning of uh, the pandemic. Many of our seniors returned from Florida. Uh, they were travelers, and we had a we had an outbreak. We expected it to happen. It did. and We have thousands returning from Florida in uh, in that period, and. Um, we brought it under control by uh, calling a state of emergency before the province and closing non-essential businesses and institutions. And now, you know, the seniors, they've been home for the most part. They're afraid to go out. And they—if this is not sustainable. They need to have a life, too. We know there could be a second wave in uh, the fall, and we want our entire population to be respectful of our parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles and wear masks to protect them. They're going to want to go back into the malls where they always hang out in the winter. And if you don't wear masks, the virus just circulates indoors. And if you're going to be in a space for three or four hours like the seniors do, it's over time that you get enough of the dose to become infected. And the only way to avoid that is if everybody wears masks, particularly in commercial buildings.
1: Now, you're a small municipality. I mean, how are you going to prevent people from, you know, neighboring municipalities like Hampstead or downtown Montreal? You know, they're going to be they're not necessarily going to be masked.
2: There'll be masks in, the, in our buildings. I mean, it's, a, it's not a requirement just for Coats & residents. It's anybody who visits our stores. So it doesn't matter where you're coming. We hope that Cote Saint Luke is known as the safest place to shop, and many people should come. We welcome them. Just put on one of the disposable masks that will be given out or have one in your pocket, a reusable one, and come shop in the safest place in town. That's how the economy is going to get going across Canada and around the world, by making business safe.
1: What's the reaction from other municipalities in Greater Montreal?
2: it's been very good. I've been getting, uh, you know, calls from other mayors about uh, doing similar uh, bylaws Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll see what's going to happen. We have so many caregivers coming to our institutions and the elderly getting infected in the institution and they're going back on the bus and the metro and if they're not wearing masks, you know, we're transmitting virus. Have you had pushback? Very few. You know, some young people think they're invincible and they don't maybe want to wear a mask, but The general population is extremely supportive, and most most young people are, too. If we look at the stats in Cote St. Luke, the majority of people that have been infected are in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. Now, they didn't have to go to the hospital for the most part. They got better. But they have parents. They have aunts. They have uncles. They have grandparents. And they can infect them. So we need to be respectful of our senior population. They're our history. They're they're the people we want to keep around to, you know, teach our our children about um, lessons of life. and, and,
1: And they're important to all of us. Mayor Mitchell Brownstein, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. Okay, so we have heard from the mayor of Cote St. Luke that residents are now required to wear face masks while out entering businesses or city property. Now, what's happening around the rest of the country, the transport minister, Mark Garneau, today announced that he is making masks mandatory on federally regulated transportation. And that went into effect right away at noon today. Ottawa is making wearing masks on city transportation mandatory as of June 15th. Here in Toronto, uh, it's not mandatory. It's simply recommended on the TTC. But in Brampton, starting on July the 2nd, it will be mandatory for riders of public transit there. Let me give you the numbers because I do want to hear what your thoughts on are where and when we should be required to wear masks, or maybe you think we shouldn't be. The number is 416 toll free one 866 740 And right now I'm on the line with Brampton Mayor Patrick Brown. Hi, Mayor Brown. Thanks for joining us.
3: Afternoon, always a pleasure to be on your show.
1: Okay, great. So, what made you decide to put this bylaw in? And uh, you were the first to announce it.
3: Well, right now, Brampton is one of the uh, hot spots in the GTA that the premiers mentioned from Scarborough to Etobicoke to, to Brampton. And, and we looked at our numbers, they're continuing to rise. And I think one of the reasons is we've had a number of workplace outbreaks. You know, Brampton is the food processing capital of, of Canada. We've got a number of medical laboratories. And so transit is essential to these uh, businesses. Uh, because of that, uh, we've had a, a significant number of people using transit. We've had five operators test positive. Uh, and I was really concerned that this was going to enable the virus to continue to spread in our community. And we thought this was a necessary step to take a uh, precautionary measure to, to, to make sure our transit operators are safe and our transit passengers are safe.
1: What kind of reaction have you been getting to this? It's been very positive so far. And let me
3: say, not only was it a recommendation of our, our transit commissioner, but the local union that Amalgamated Transit Union also supported. And so there's been real harmony recognizing this is uh, a, a safety step. And, and during a pandemic, um, you know, it's, it's it's public health first. and And, and everyone seems to recognize that.
1: You know, I have seen a number of places where they say making wearing a mask is mandatory, except for certain ex- exceptions, but they say we're we're not going to do anything if somebody isn't wearing that. Do you have a consequence? Are you going to deny boarding to people who aren't wearing a mask? So let me say, first of all, there will be
3: some reasonable accommodations taken. I understand there are some people because of respiratory issues that cannot wear Mask. If there's a medical reason, they will be exempt. Having said that, if you have respiratory issues, you probably shouldn't be in public transit where there's a higher likelihood that you could get uh, the virus, because as you know if you have respiratory issues, uh, it, it, there's a greater likelihood that it, it could be fatal if if you do get uh, COVID-19. Having said that, in terms of enforcement, we have hired 10 additional bylaw officers to help us with uh, this COVID uh, period in, in Brampton, and we may uh, bring in additional resources to bylaw enforcement uh, uh, to help make sure we can keep our transit system safe, and and that's at the end of the day. What I want to ensure, I, I want to give the public uh, comfort that Brampton Transit is safe, uh, and we're taking all necessary precautions uh, to uh, to protect the public.
1: So, uh, what is the enforcement? Is it a fine, or are people going to be denied boarding if uh, they can't convince the operator that they have a good reason?
3: It could be a combination of both. Uh, one, if someone is if someone after a warning uh, uh, dismisses. Uh, the advice of public health and our, and our city bylaw, uh, well, they could face a, a fine. But I, a, the other option is, is, is to simply tell them they that they're not welcome on the bus. Uh,
1: this is starting on July the 2nd, so that uh, essentially is a, a month's notice. Why do you need so much notice to start this?
3: Well, I would have preferred to bring, bring this on right away. Uh, uh, but our transit officials, who have a great deal of confidence in I believe that we need to give the public notice. We're going to run a, a three-week campaign uh, letting people know that this is a new obligation so no one's surprised. No one can say that they didn't know about it. You know, some people don't listen to the radio and read the newspapers as, uh, as much as we do. And we want to make sure if there's someone who uh, it, it has tuned off from from the news that, uh, th- that they'll see the signs and they'll see the, the notice uh, locally. Um, I, I also know for the next few weeks we're going to be giving away free masks um, as part of this promotional campaign to let people know this new responsibility. But as of July 2nd, the public will be responsible for their own face coverings. It won't be provided by the city, but in the interim, uh, we're going to be trying to provide, um, some masks to the public as a, as a promotion for this new, uh, to this new obligation
1: uh okay so uh what do you think about the fact that uh the transport minister mark garneau he just announced that and it's uh in effect right away it's in effect as we speak
3: well i'm glad that he's taking that step uh you know frankly when when we felt compelled to do this in brampton we felt a little bit alone it was only ottawa and brampton that were doing this uh, in the country despite the fact that public health has told us again and again that transit is an area where there's an elevated risk and so it's comforting to know the federal government is is also joining uh, the chorus, uh, recognizing that this is important. And um, for me, it's uh, a confirmation that we made the right call in Brampton.
1: Do you think that it makes sense to have every municipality kind of doing their own thing? Uh, shouldn't this be at least a regional thing? Or do you need? Have you been in touch with the other mayors about this? So
3: I, I am on a call with um, GTHA mayors, uh, Lumpco, which is large urban municipalities, and Canada's big city mayors. And you know different municipalities are in different positions. If you're in Kingston or Barrie, uh, there's little sign of the virus uh, right now. And so I understand there are different dynamics. I would say in the GTA, there's probably more of a commonality. And I wouldn't be surprised that, because there's no monopoly on a good idea and we, and we tend to learn from each other. I wouldn't be surprised if we if we see in the weeks ahead, other municipalities in the GTA adopting this policy as well.
1: Mayor Brown, obviously this is intended to make public transit safer and to make it feel more safer for people. Uh, in Toronto, the numbers on public transit are down 80%. What's it like in Brampton?
3: Down uh, significantly. Um, having said that, there is still a large number that is using public transit Um we have a, a community in Brampton that is dependent on it there uh, and we've had the local businesses in the food processing sector and in the medical laboratories tell us they wouldn't be able to staff their their industry if they didn't have public transit And for that reason uh we've decided to maintain public transit and we believe that it's a, an essential service um i know some municipalities you know the mayor of edmonton was talking about whether they should temporarily disband transit this summer because of the cost uh right now during the pandemic but uh we're persevering and, and, and trying to maintain the service.
1: Well, in Toronto, because the numbers are so far down, it's not a problem at the moment to maintain physical distancing. What's it like in Brampton? Are, are the buses crowded?
3: It is still difficult to maintain uh, physical distancing. It, uh, our transit commissioner, with the new provincial regulations, tells me it is challenging to maintain um, the six meters that, uh, um, the, sorry, the six feet that are, are that are required. Um, and I'd be surprised if any transit department uh, um, is is not challenged by that right now.
1: And uh, are you installing or have you installed plexiglass to separate the drivers from the passengers and all of that?
3: Yeah, we took a few additional measures. We uh, installed plexiglass to pr- uh, protect the, the drivers, but we also uh, have allowed rear boarding, uh, no fare collection uh, during this period to keep more of a distance between the operators. Uh, we have regular uh, disinfectant uh, Um, uh, of the of of the buses. Um, But like I said, it's because there's so many people and because it's so widely used, it continues to be a challenge.
1: Uh huh. Let's take a call from Peter in Scarborough. Hi, Peter.
2: Hi. Um, I'd like to know where you go to get get a mask because I can't get anything out out here where I am.
1: You're in Scarborough. I mean, uh where I am, you can get them pretty easily in convenience stores. We're not talking about N95. Uh Patrick Brown, are they readily available in Brampton?
3: Yeah, I would say the the N95 is difficult to get. It's in shortage, but in terms of the non-medical mask, uh, uh they're they're pretty readily available uh, whether you go to a, a Walmart, a convenience store, uh, um I I would almost say the, the disinfectant right now and and the and the mask you can find almost anywhere.
1: Yeah. Uh, Peter, just uh, before we let you go, do you think it's a good idea to make it mandatory?
3: Well, I'm using a scarf with uh, uh,
2: Kleenex in, in, front, and that's in front of my mouth. I, I It'd be nice to people people to get a, a decent mask.
1: Okay. Well, that's good. So uh, at least you're covering up there. That's a good thing. We like to hear that. Um Mayor Brown, I mean, you're talking about how many people use public transit in Brampton, and it is, of course, it was identified as a hotspot. Uh, what is your general reaction to that, uh, and what are you trying to do about it?
3: So, uh, in terms of the the, the person who just called in, uh, if, if you wanted to wear a scarf, that that, that counts. If it, any form of uh, face covering um, is eligible under this new um, requirement. In terms of Brampton being a hotspot... Uh, uh, you know, there's a number of factors for that. You know, we have uh, a dense population. We've got multiple families living together, sometimes multiple generations living under the same roof. And it creates uh conditions in which the virus can spread faster. Uh, the the, the close knit nature in which the food processing sector um, uh, works, uh, some of the Amazon uh, facilities we have, the packaging facilities we have in, in, in Brampton, they're at greater risk. And, uh, and it's made it challenging. Um, but, uh, we have an incredible community. Everyone's working together, and we're going to find a way through
1: it. What do you think of what Code St. Luke did, making it mandatory in businesses and in city buildings and putting the onus on the business owner? It's not a person who's going to get fined. It's the business owner if they don't respect that. Is that something you'd consider?
3: Yeah, we haven't looked at that yet. Uh, I'm not sure if that would be out of our jurisdiction um, our initial legal interpretation was that we could control it within municipal premises but uh we haven't looked at, at whether we could uh enforce that um, in private locations uh, it's it's certainly something that that, that can be examined uh, i think the greater usage of the mask uh, the the better
1: yeah so what so generally what do you think of uh, what they did over there
3: it's I, I would say it's interesting i i'd have to study it a little bit uh further uh, but anywhere there's going to be close contact of people, I'd like to see people wearing masks. And if people are separated by physical distance, it may not be required, but in any location, and if there's a clothing store, a retail store, and a store of any any type where people are going to be in close quarters, yeah, I, I want them wearing masks. And so what they've done in St. Luke is, is intriguing.
1: Let's take a call from Priya in North York. Hello, Priya. Oh, hi, Ruby. Uh, my comment is I, I just wanted
2: uh, a mask to be mandatory in all grocery stores because they're dealing with food. And the the distance between the, the cashier and us is not two meters. And I went to a metro uh, two, two, three days ago, and there's this young person pushing through everything fast. You know, I have to tell her, hang on, I'm waiting for the other guy to move away before you process me. And when I complained to the customer service, she says, well, masks are not mandatory so i think in grocery stores masks should be all uh, they should be mandatory because they are dealing with food
1: and we are not far away from them well yeah and there there have been outbreaks in a number of grocery stores uh, thanks for that priya thank you well, I guess that's a, a jurisdiction issue and masks are mandatory in some grocery stores. Uh, again, what is the reaction to that? Do you in Brampton have some grocery stores where they they make you wear it, some where they don't?
3: Well, Public Health in Peel Region has strongly recommended that you should be wearing masks in grocery stores, not only uh, the grocery store clerks, but also uh, everyone uh, that is uh, shopping at that grocery store. Um, Grocery stores uh, are under the jurisdictions of public health. Uh, at some point, public health may make that, that order mandatory uh, rather than strongly recommend, but they are enforcing the physical distancing um, requirements in grocery stores in terms of the amount of people that can be in the store based on the square footage. We had a case two weeks ago where there was a grocery store in Brampton, uh, a chain that wasn't abiding by the physical distancing requirements, and they faced a very significant fine. Uh, it, it, was, it was in the news, and... Um, I know our bylaw and public health won't hesitate to lay additional fines. Uh, I think in this case, it was closer to $100,000, the the size of the fine. And they will not hesitate to do that again if grocery stores are uh, imperiling the safety of the public.
1: What do you think it is? I mean, I'm thinking it must be something cultural that here in Canada, we are so reluctant to say, you have to do this, and it's obviously complicated by the fact that at the beginning, our public health people, the top ones, were saying, nah, masks don't work, forget it.
3: I I think it's fair to say there's been mixed messages from public health on this, and and that led to some uh, confusion. Um, Having said that, we're in uncharted territory, so I I give um, a lot of leeway to public health because none of us uh, really comprehended how this virus uh, worked and, and the fact they made uh, an initial error on, on the use of masks uh, um, was bound to happen when you're, when you're in uncharted territory. I'd also say in some parts of the world, there's a greater history of using masks. Um, it's not as common in Canada. But as much as, you know, we're struggling with this, I would say you look at the challenges they've had with this in the United States. Uh, um, you know, Canada um, is doing, is doing well, uh, comparatively. And I think a lot of Canadians have really risen to the occasion. We talked about the few bad apples here or there. And, you know, we, we last week we gave out 59 fines in Branson. By remind people, 59 fines out of 700,000 people means 99% of the population, 99.9% of the population is stepping up and participating in the advice of public health. And I see it every day, whether it's donations to the food bank or to the hospital. I think the average resident is saying, we're all in this together and we're going to find a way through it.
1: Okay, uh, that is a good note to end on. Uh, Mayor Patrick Brown of Brampton, thank you very much for being with us. My pleasure. Okay, bye bye. And uh, free for all Friday is coming up tomorrow. If you could not get through or you have something else you want to talk about. uh, We just learned, by the way, as you will hear in Bob's news, that the benefit for seniors that the government promised is finally going to be coming on the week of July the 6th. And that's all the time we have for today.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.